my peeps. So today I just want to have a conversation with you guys. And I just want to ask the question, who's around you? And I know I've made a video on who's with you. And I was talking about the power of God in that video. I know the Bible also says that he goes before us and he follows us. So basically we can say that, yes, God's around us. But who's around you like physically? Who are the people you share your life with? Who are the people who you call your friends? Let me put it like this. Who are the people who can tell you, sit down and shut up? Who are the people who can tell you, don't do that because it's not good for you? Who are those people in your life? That's what I want to talk about. The truth of the matter is we all have some blind spots in our character, in our feelings, in how we make decisions. That you need people to once in a while to tell us, don't do that, that's not good for you. Don't make that phone call when you're angry because it will mess up things. Don't say that, that's not the kind of person you are. We all need those people. And I know you're private like that. I know you don't want people in your business like that. But sis, the Christian walk was never to be done alone. Because if Jesus, who was fully man, yes, but also fully God, like the one person who has ever walked on this earth, who could actually do it on his own by himself, that same person was like, let me get this 12 other dudes and let me do life with them. And if that was Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ, like, who are you? Who? And you see, in the story of creation, God always says, it is good. It is good. Today, I've made the heavenly bodies. It is good. Today, I've made the land animals and sea creatures. It is good. But the first time he actually said, it's not good, was when he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And I know you've heard this verse in the context of being booed up and getting married, I know. But Paul categorically said, you don't have to be married. You don't. You don't need to be married. Yes, yes, it's important. Yes, it's cute. But you don't need to be in this union. Actually, he went further and said that if you can't contain yourself like that, then maybe and only maybe then should you get into the covenant that allows you to express yourself sexually like that. So what was God alluding to when he said it is not good for man to be alone? Easy, community. The Bible says two are better than one. It also goes on to say that just as iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen his neighbor. So yes, the Bible is like, you need community, the right community. And the right community is godly community. <laughs> and I know we were all chilled, we were all okay when I was like, you need friends around you. And you probably picture the people who you're clubbing with and you're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I know it sucks, but the truth is, not everyone should have unrestricted access to you because it's not necessarily about how tight you are with them. It's about how tight they are with God. Like for me, I have friends who you might not even talk for about a month or two, but there's no major life decision that I make without them. And I'm not saying that as from the moment you see this video, you go on and on and on and blabbing about your life and the final details of your life to the next steadfast Christian you find. No, I'm not saying that. I know you need to be close with the person for them, for you to be vulnerable to them like that. All I'm saying is that when you're about to take advice from someone, how close they are to you is not as important as how close they are to God. Even for me, I have lots of great friends, lots of great friendships with people 
who I would never take advice from. And it's not because they're bad people. It's just that they're not led by God like that. So if I go to them for advice, they'll either give me worldly advice or they'll just tell me what I want to hear. Or at best, they'll tell me what they think is the best decision or the best action to take according to them. But the only problem with that is they are not the standard, Jesus is. So if they are not familiar with the standard, there's no possible way they can give me advice that fits the standard. That was so smooth, by the way. <laughs> and I learned this from a preaching that two are better than one. Yes, indeed, they are better than one, even at messing up. Best believe. Even at messing up, two are better than one. Just think about it. If you know one person who has bad decisions, try getting another person who has equally bad decisions and watch what happens. Even in dating relationships and marriages, there's no possible way you can walk into that marriage or relationship having self-esteem issues and you get with someone who is constantly talking down on you and you expect that magically you'll come out of that situation feeling better about yourself, believing in yourself. There's no possible way that will happen. And that's just the truth. Personally, myself, I've gotten into fights in the name of repping my crew. Notice how I haven't even said a fight. Fights in the name of repping my crew. <laughs> yeah, I've messed up. I've lived that life. And that's why the Bible says, yes, you need community around you, but the correct community. And this is just not about your Christian work. Even in general life, even Steve Jobs needed Steve Wozniak. Why? In as much as Steve Jobs was one of the greatest visionaries the world has ever seen, this visioneering came at the expense or with the blind spot of him being kind of blind to reality sometimes. And that's why he needed to be constantly reminded once in a while that in as much as you want to change the world, this is still a business. We still need funds. We still need to make money. We still need to make money. Even for me, there were times where I was this close to making a decision that will take me outside the will of God of my life and my friends stepped in. They were like, no, you should watch this. Why? Because it will speak to you. There were times that they were like, yes, Nuni, you're justified to feel like that. You might say the, might, the wrong things might come out of you, but don't allow that bitterness, that resentment to first. And God has continued to speak to them and speak through them on my behalf. Some of the content I've gotten from these videos, how God has spoken to me, the content that I use in these videos has been through my friendships. God has spoken to me and confirmed and reconfirmed some of the things he's told me through my friend. And that's why it's so important for you to know the people you hang around, for you to check on the people who you allow around you. And I'm not saying that you start cutting people off, but as I said, this video is all about taking an inventory and knowing who is who and who belongs with. And you see, the Bible is so beautiful in that it goes on to say that, yes, two are better than one, for when one falls, the other can help them out. But you see, you can only be pulled up, you can only be held up by someone who is actually above you. And I know, I know you've formed some friendships and some bonds over dysfunction. I know you've bonded about how much alcohol you can take. You've bonded on sleeping with as many people as they can say yes to you. I know. But the moment God changes you, the moment he works in you and you start changing, your circles also need to change. Because the Bible says, bad company corrupts good morals. I love how Paul says it so well. Like, don't be deceived. Like, bro, don't play yourself. For bad company, for sure, corrupts good morals. No, don't lie to yourself, but it's three birds of a feather don't flock together. And I know they don't flock together. But your friends, 
and the people you hang around the most. Let me not even say the, your friends. The people you hang around the most, the people you allow to pour into your life the most, they have a way of influencing the kind of things you can do and the kind of person you can be. So yeah, for sure, bad company corrupts good morals. There's no way you can keep on hanging around the people who still do what you used to and you expect not to be dialed back in. Because this thing they're doing was attractive to you at some point. It was. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. It was attractive to you at some point. And guess what? It still may be. For me, even the things I still used to do, they're still attractive to me. Fornication, yes, it's still attractive to me. I won't lie about that. But if I stay in environments with people who are still doing this for long, it will start riling me back in. Because the fact that it was attractive to me at some point, if I stay there long enough, it will prove to me why it was attractive to me at that point. So as I end, all I want is just for you to take an inventory, as I said, who belongs where and who belongs in your life and in what capacity. As I end, I just want to leave you with this. Jesus healed a paralyzed man because of his friend's faith. And you think who you hang out with doesn't matter? You think who you hang out with doesn't matter? Because Proverbs 13.20 says otherwise. Look it up.